0: The Beacon, celebrating when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable.
1: Hey, well, greetings and welcome to The Beacon. My name is Steve Woods. I'm your host. The Beacon is sponsored by Phoenix Christian Preparatory School. And boy, today we have a really cool program for you. In addition to being our sponsor, we actually are going to turn the focus around and look a little bit at Phoenix Christian. We've got um, a really great lineup of guests today. Uh, In studio with me, I have the superintendent of Phoenix Christian, Jeff Blake. Jeff, give us a good morning.
2: Good morning. I'm super excited about today's show.
1: Well, and and, uh, boy, me as well. Really neat to see what God has orchestrated for us today in the show. We want to welcome from Phoenix Christian, a fearless leader of the science department, Mr. Kelby Milgram. Kelby, say hey.
3: Hey, good morning. How are you, Steve?
1: (laughs) Just great. And, you know, for our listeners, we're in that season that is really um, unprecedented, at least since the early 1900s. We were in the midst of a glo- global pandemic and uh, all experiencing this uh, alone together hashtag and trying to have some social distance. So we're coming to you uh, live through Zoom. And uh, all of us are at different locations. We have in the studio of 960 The Patriot, um, our faithful producer, Jeremy Siegel, that's tying it all together. And And we're just grateful to our guests for being here today. And today's, you know, a a cool week, actually, this week, because we're celebrating Holy Week. Uh, This show will air on the radio on 960 The Patriot the day before Easter. And, of course, uh, you know, just just an awesome opportunity to reflect on uh, how incredible it is that uh, the God of the universe would make a way for those of us uh, who had no other way to have a relationship with Him through His Son Jesus Christ, and we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. Uh, you know, tomorrow, as we record a little bit in advance, is is Good Friday this week, and it's an unusual week for all of us guys. You know, it's uh, this is a different Easter than uh, than any of us will remember, don't you think? Absolutely. And yet, you know, we talk a lot about how this show and the theme is when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. And I think that, uh, as we'll, as we'll outline in today's program, even though some of those things that we thought were going to happen, aren't going to happen. Some other things might happen that we didn't expect. And if we keep our, our heads up and our eyes on the Lord, I think we can find some really cool opportunities and we'll cover, cover some of those. Uh, I'll put in a shameless plug for the church where Mr. Blake and I worship. If, uh, if, uh, you, uh, uh, have an opportunity to come out during this season when churches are not able to gather as we typically do. There's a drive-in service every Sunday that's being held at Bethany Bible Church in Phoenix, and you can check that out. We'd love to have you as a as a guest. But as we get into the program, uh, you know, Kelby, we are so thrilled to have you on the program. You're a returning guest. We've had you on the program before, and the circumstances are a little different today than they
3: were then, that's for sure. Absolutely. It's a different world we're living in, obviously, and uh... But, you know, I thought it interesting that when you open up about how how the theme of this radio broadcast is to see what God does with the unexpected and uh, thinking about the, the, the thought in line of Easter coming up, you know, God did something unexpected when he sent his son to die on a cross and everybody would have said, well, that's it. It's over. But three days later, he came out of the grave victorious and that's impossible. And yet God did that. And and what we're facing right now with the COVID virus, and uh, you know, this is not gonna last forever. We're gonna come out and we're gonna come victorious through it. And and my faith and trust is in what God is doing and what he is able to do. He hasn't changed, he's still on the throne. Nothing has has shifted. He's not surprised by this. And and so as we, we look to this Easter season, I was thinking of what Mary said when she found out she was gonna give birth to Jesus. She said, for with God, nothing is impossible. And so here we are, uh, social distancing, and yet uh, we're we're about to endeavor in some things through the school, even though we're not actually physically together, and we're gonna do some things that were thought impossible. And I'm just excited about that.
1: Well, it's gonna be really cool as the show unfolds and we get to talk a little bit more about this special project and also with some of the students that are, uh, involved in, and that's really awesome and, and you on a personal level for our listeners you know have uh, all of us are affected and many are affected in different ways uh, some of us are uh, our industry is somewhat shut down for those that work in the restaurant industry it's at least handicapped severely with takeout only um, others are, are, are cruising along and have had to adapt and as a as a teacher uh, you know speak for me you're a two-teacher household you and your wife both <laughs> have had to, uh, you know, really step up. What's that been like as a teacher trying to conduct classes a, uh, apart from a closed campus?
3: It, you know, when this first uh, happened, I was sitting there thinking, what can I do for my students? Like I teach several classes. One of them is integrated science. Um, and so I gathered up a bunch of little uh, items that they could do experiments at home because we were getting ready to cover chemistry, integrated science. So. Uh, they're doing, they're gonna be doing kitchen chemistry. Uh, and we're gonna actually be doing experiments in the kitchen. And so I gave them, you know, items like baking soda and vinegar and salt and sugar and different tools just to, so that every kid would have the same things. Because you're, you know, as you opened up, you talked about science is a kind of like a hands-on experience. And so that's kind of hard to learn when you're having to watch someone on a video or on a screen. So just trying to reach out and, and make it more uh, interactive than just hearing someone just talk. And and then the same goes with our engineering uh, program, which is through MESA. Uh, we were sitting there thinking about, well, how can we finish off this year strong? And so um, we're endeavoring to give these kids a project that's not just uh, for a competition. This is to save lives. This is to help healthcare care workers. Uh, and, and God has just opened a door door in a huge way there is no other way to explain it to get the funding and to get the support so this could happen
1: well and and the project that kelby is alluding to is really kind of what the core of this show is about and uh it's a it's a game changer for those that are on the the front lines and we can't wait to talk more about that in addition to and by the way every thing that happens when i go into the kitchen is an experiment it's a science you never exactly know what those things are going to come out like but so i relate to that but you know in addition to being a teacher you know and somebody who's had to adapt in that way uh you know you and your wife um are parents of a student and a student who's had to now adapt learning uh remotely from home and so in addition to keeping all of the students going you've got to keep your own uh young adult you know, engaged and interested, and and uh, what tips would you give other other parents who are trying to uh, to do that in, in home themselves? Uh,
3: I guess people are really understanding how valuable teachers are when kids are having to stay home 24 hours a day. Uh, they never get out of their pajamas. They're they're doing classes on uh, computers or their phones or iPads or whatever they might be using, but truly to suggest that the idea that uh, I think this is a, a great opportunity for parents to really connect with their kids I think we're so busy going through life and just you know going 100 miles an hour all the time and I I really valued this time even though it's a horrible time that we're going through uh, because we are socially distancing and yet we're in our home a lot of time we'll, we'll get in a car and we'll go go on a trip somewhere just to get out and, and just get some fresh air or go to the park or ride our bikes or whatever. But those are lessons too that are learned. It's not just the academic aspects of, you know, math, science. It's also about life. And so I think these are great opportunities just to connect with our, you know, our, our children and, and encourage them. I know our seniors, I've got two on here with us today that are seniors, Alice and Kadir. Uh, who are students that i've had and 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 they're incredible students and i feel like we have to do something to truly honor them uh for their accomplishments this year and previous years uh because their their, their graduation is going to look a lot different possibly than any other graduation we've ever done at Phoenix christian and so we can look at it as like oh they've missed out but maybe we make this like the high pinnacle of achievement for them not only they're not going to remember. Uh, the disappointments, because they're probably not going to have that prom experience and some of those other things. But man, if we can let them be launched into an incredible experience as they leave PC, and they go on to college, uh, man, what a a great opportunity. And again, they'll never forget it.
1: You know, it's, it's so true. And, you know, I'm so thankful for your perspective on that, because in our household, we've experienced that as well. Uh, you know, for for instance, I mean, we have our youngest daughter is a, is a college student. You know, you you work towards that. You have that. Uh, she's an athlete in college. She was a part of a, a softball team, and so their seasons cut short, and all those things are are problematic and they're disappointing. But the word that you kept, I kept hearing you say, uh, was the word opportunity. And I remember as a young adult when I started in my career, and I was mentored by my dad in a family business, and I. I hit a wall on something that was just devastating for me early in my career. And he said, hey, here's what you need to know. Problems present opportunities, right? I've never forgotten that. And it's been true on very small scale. And then in, in something like this, on a large scale, we've had dinner together around our dinner table, mm-hmm. more as a family, you, you know, I, I'm fortunate to get to to cheer for your daughter as an athlete on the, the court and the field, and and uh, and we all love that, and we love the busyness and the memories that we make in doing that. But this is a this is a new opportunity that we have to sit around the table and be together. And we joked for a lot of years about not homeschooling our kids. And I said, "Hey, I'm going to wait until they're in college. I'll homeschool them when they're in college, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll save a bundle." But Man, little did I know, right? (laughs) And so it's a big adjustment, but I really appreciate that perspective. And it's one that transcends, uh, you know, Jeff, this educational topic to everything. You know, problems present opportunities. We can look at this as, hey, this is all all that we're missing. Or we can be alert and maybe God's going to introduce us to something that we might not have had the opportunity for, right? Well, this
2: whole thing has presented an opportunity for us to think on a much bigger scale about the function of education, the function of school, the function of Phoenix Christian is that here we're presented with some pretty insane obstacles, but we're going to help the kids be a living curriculum to the kids, that they're going to see the teachers working through it, making through it, guiding the way, and that showing the students and inviting the students into the dilemma, this is what... This is what life is. This is what education is. This is persevering. This is making it work. This is learning from it. This is finding the opportunities in really difficult circumstances. And I just really want to affirm too. our hearts go out to the seniors and we're, we're working hard that we're going to put together one memorable, crazy celebration of our senior class is what's been a really difficult and different, different season.
1: I think you nailed it, Jeff. I mean, I think the word is memorable. There will be lots of graduations um, and lots of senior uh, ends of the school year that maybe are similar and kind of blend together. This is not going to be one of those. These seniors will have something to hold on to that will make it memorable forever. Well, listen, if you're just tuning into The Beacon today, thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're listening to the program. We're honored to have Kelby Milgram, Jeff Blake from Phoenix Christian, a couple of students that you'll meet in the next segment come back because... When we talk about God using the unexpected to do the unexplainable, you're not going to want to miss this next segment.
0: The Beacon is presented by Phoenix Christian, a school celebrating excellence in education since 1949. Learn more at phoenixchristian.org.
1: Well, welcome back to the Beacon Radio Show. My name is Steve Woods. I'm your host. The Beacon is sponsored by Phoenix Christian Preparatory School. Today, uh, not in studio, but via Zoom, our virtual studio we have as uh, in our studio Virtually, Jeff Blake, Superintendent of Phoenix Christian, and also uh, the Head of the Science Department, Kelby Milgram. Mr. Milgram, welcome again to the show today. So glad to have you here.
3: Thank you so much, Steve.
1: Well, and as we've been talking about, you know, this is an unprecedented uh, year in education for so many that are involved, and Phoenix Christian is no different this year. Uh, And you know, for many, whether um, you're a student who's engaged in the arts and you had a spring program that's now been waylaid, or uh, maybe you're an athlete looking forward to your, your senior season as a, uh, on the ball field or, or moving around the track, or in some cases both. Uh, you know, you've, you've, you've got a, an unusual circumstance that nobody would wish upon anybody else or choose for themselves or others, and yet here we sit. And so uh, let's talk a minute, if you would, about the disappointment as it relates to those who are uh, engaged in in STEM and science and the competitions that go with that. Tell us a little bit about how that's unfolding.
3: Yeah. One, one reason I wanted to invite Alice and Kadir is these two individuals are phenomenal, um, truly committed to everything that they do. And uh, so it's really disappointing when... This virus has canceled. We had a competition on May 2nd for uh, a state competition in Mesa, which is math, engineering, science achievement. and had some incredible designs, um, felt really confident going in. We would, we would do really well. Um, both of these individuals also were involved in robotics, and we were looking forward to going to Ohio and representing PC uh in the longest robotics competition in the world and uh that's uh not going to happen this year simply because of all the uh situations with the virus and travel uh, situation and and so it it's just disappointing it's it's like my daughter it's her senior year for softball and we're never going to know what it would have been like and that's right so it's it's hard
1: yeah it, it's it is it's really difficult and um and extremely disappointing. And I know you and the program are pretty humble about your accomplishments. But when we say that, uh, you know, you were expecting to do big things, that's that wouldn't be the first time. I mean, this is, a, <laughs> this, is this is a program that, um, you know, share uh, the accolades of the students a little bit, if you would, please, uh, in recent years.
3: Yeah, well, again it's it's them it's their story it truly is because i'm just kind of facilitator and they're the ones that just shine on the stage uh the last two years our high school team has been first in the state of arizona out of about 16 high schools so we won back-to-back state championships and then just two years ago our middle school won state overall uh for mesa as well out of about 43 middle schools in the whole state of arizona and then our our rookie year, if you will, with robotics, we, we placed 12th in the New Mexico and best competition. That was an intense six week, uh, competition where we had to build and problem solve. And we traveled to Las Cruces, New Mexico and and took 12th out of 24. And then to, to put like a cherry on top, we went to Ohio and, uh, competed in a robo hockey that Kadir could tell you all about. Uh, we took, uh, seventh in the United States in our, our rookie year out of about, again, 43 high schools. And it was just phenomenal to see how these students just rose and and they just, they exemplified everything that we're trying to do. And, and I'm, I couldn't be more proud of them.
1: Well, let's bring Kadir and Alice into the conversation. <laughs> Could you kind of uh, introduce uh, the students to our audience, Mr. Milgram?
3: Yeah, I've got Alice, she's she's a senior, and I, I'm not sure where she's headed to college. She's got so many different opportunities, I think, that are sitting there in front of her, but um, just an incredible, she's probably gonna be the one that's got the highest GPA, like a 4.5 or something. This, this, this young lady's amazing.
4: Thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> well, Alice, uh, tell us a little bit about you know, as it, it came into focus that your the end of your senior year was going to be different. Talk a little bit about the range of emotions that went with that.
4: So I've been doing Mesa like since my sophomore year. And then yeah, I was quite excited about like how like how much more work I can do like in my senior year. But right now it turns out that like I can only stay at home. So it's quite disappointing. And then like same thing with robotics. Yeah, I was so excited about the Ohio competition. And then me and my teammate uh, teammate Kadir, who have been testing our designs over and over again, but right now, yeah, it's quite disappointing. But like, at the same time, because I have been staying at home for two weeks, like, um, Mr. River has assigned us like some research work to do. So I think it's also a valuable experience that we can like stay at home and then get more like theoretical knowledge instead of like just doing practical work. So, yeah.
1: Well, it's such a good perspective, and and Kadir, I know uh, you know you got to be bummed as well uh, that that the year is ending the way it is. But uh, give us your perspective, please.
5: Um, this was my second year with Mesa and Robotics, and I was this was probably the biggest point uh, because uh, we're doing nationals, and I was so excited. I was um, I was thrilled to be in that team, uh, trying to design. A, a car seat safety system and so when it comes to the school was over and we, we were not going to do that again um, it was heartbreaking because I think that that design that uh, preparation that we did would have been uh, the start of my life uh, where yeah. I actually want to um, do design things uh, for as a career and uh, I was thinking that would be the, the peak where I start but that's not going to happen and so I think God has an op- another opportunity for me to do that so just excited for the next chapter.
1: You know Kadir I can't thank you enough from your for your perspective it's so encouraging Jeff isn't it to hear these young adults there's hope
2: there's vision there's direction there's purpose they they love their projects and I personally I didn't get the chance to go to Ohio last year but I've seen them compete and I've seen the passion in their eyes and I've seen the joy on Mr. Milgram's face um, and just hearing their, their voices and, and seeing their faces here on the screen as we get the opportunity. Um, super encouraged. Disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed. But I know that God's got big, big plans for these kids.
3: Hey, yeah, Could I, I just say this? Because I want to encourage these two real quick. Uh, there's a college level for robotics. So I've I've extended it out to them that if they're close by or they want to meet us in Ohio, they can represent at the college level for PC, even though we're not a college. Uh, and that's perfectly legal. And by all means, I want them to go next year so they're not robbed of this opportunity. So I'm just throwing that out.
1: <laughs> I love it. I think that's awesome.
4: I think well, that's really you, good.
2: If I could just add one more thing. These are kind of two really unique students. Alice, where are you from?
4: Oh, I'm from China.
2: Okay, and Kadir, where are you from?
5: I am from Ethiopia.
2: And this, again, God's creative tapestry of bringing a student from Ethiopia, a student from China, putting them together on projects, and the joy right here in the desert southwest of Arizona. It's just a tribute to what God's doing. Unexpected things all over the place.
1: Super cool, and Jeff, thank you for that perspective, Alice, and... Uh, we just appreciate you guys for our listeners. Please come back in this next segment. Cause we're going to see how God turned around all this disappointment into an incredible opportunity. You don't want to, you don't want to miss that.
0: The Beacon is made possible by Phoenix Christian and listeners like you.
1: Hey, welcome back to The Beacon. I'm your host, Steve Woods. Uh, In our virtual studio today, we have a couple of really sharp young adults. We have Alice and Kadir, their students, their seniors uh, at Phoenix Christian, whose uh, senior year is ending a little different than they thought it might. We have uh, their fearless leader, Kelby Milgram, and of course, uh, superintendent of Phoenix Christian, who is uh, our faithful co-host here for the program, Jeff Blake. I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you for tuning in as a listener. Uh, Boy, I'm really excited to talk about this next uh, thing, this next subject. Kelby, why don't you lead us into, you know, we talked about how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. We talked about how problems present opportunities. What does that look like in this season for the science program and for these students uh, and yourself at Phoenix Christian?
3: Well, it, it, I was sitting here probably like a lot of us uh, where we're watching the news and, and looks like this is going to be a while where we're, we're just sitting at home, you know, doing social distancing and all that. And I was wondering, how can we make an impact even while we are physically apart from each other? And I started to see how a lot of the healthcare workers are struggling to get protective covering, material masks, face shields, those kinds of things. And I feel like God has kind of put on my heart to kind of play with possibly doing a prototype and seeing if there'd be a way we could connect with a local hospital or some way to, to help healthcare workers. And isn't it how God just kind of reconnects relationships? So I have a student that I had about 20 years ago in middle school at Montebello school, who is a doctor over at Mayo Clinic. His name is uh, Nate Delafield. And, uh, so I reached out to him and said, "Hey, do you guys need anything? Could we do something like this?" And he immediately responded and said, "Absolutely." He said, well, "We need face shields." And so we began to do a prototype. And I had another lady from there; her name's Martha, that uh, looked it over. We sent photos. We had it. You know, we had bio- biomedical engineers looking at our design <laughs> from uh, from the hospital, just to make sure that if we do build these, they're going to be safe and they, that they're going to be to the standards of what they're looking for. So we got the green light about a couple weeks ago uh, from them. And so then the endeavor is how do I get all these materials because we're repurposing uh, materials that you don't usually use to make face shields. So we have uh, as of this was yesterday, I got 10,000 binding covers ordered and they came and they were plopped on my front door on the on the porch 10 boxes. Uh, I had to buy 30,000 fasteners and I found a guy on eBay that would sell them for like 300 bucks. And I, I, I got them down in price even a little bit. We had to go out and find a thousand pipe wrap insulation, half inch. And that's where I went to home Depot. I want to give a shout out to home Depot, uh, several managers when I walked in, cause I had to physically go in and show them. Cause you can't explain this thing over the phone. You have to actually walk in with the prototype and say, hey, here is what we're trying to do. And several of the managers at Home Depot said, take what you need we'll support it. And they have, and they've probably donated a, about $800 worth of pipe insulation. Um, and then I had to order 1200 yards, figure that out, 1200 yards of elastic band materials. So I'm um, I'm gonna go on the football field and stretch that out. <laughs> See, make sure we got exactly, 1200 yards Um, it's crazy amounts and then to have to orchestrate that the logistics of how to try to get this all put together and hand it out to the kids so next Tuesday we're rolling out where kids are gonna build 50 shields from the middle school and the high school uh, engineering classes and uh, then they're going to bring those items back in about a week and then we're gonna do a second wave so our goal is to hit 10,000 face shields in two weeks and then we're gonna deliver those at the Mayo Clinic. Um, And I also wanna give a shout out, uh, we have a uh, alumnus of mine, a friend of mine in 1988, Scott Franken, he uh, has a company called Containerware, and he has helped uh, press 11 by 11 inch pieces of PVC pipe, or not pipe, but uh, of the face shield. And he's he's gonna be shipping those to me this week as well, and we're gonna be using those as covers uh, instead of the binding covers. Uh, so it's incredible. We've got a GoFundMe page. We can talk about that maybe in the next segment, how many people can donate and support this. Um, we have a chance to connect to Iowa. We have about 50 shields that are going to go to Iowa and maybe even another Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. So it's crazy.
1: It's incredible. I mean, just in the, the expression of the various pieces of the puzzle that have already come together. It's just amazing. I'm not sure there's any way you could diagram that on a whiteboard, right?
3: Uh, if I had one at home, I probably <laughs> could. <laughs> I have to revisit the school to draw it out. I have it on my board right now. Here's what I have to try to do in two yeah. weeks. And uh, But God has done it. God has opened doors.
1: Well, it's incredible. We're going to hear more about this story and the way God's putting things together as we come into our fourth and final segment, please rejoin us for uh, the wrap up of all of this here on the beacon. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Phoenix Christian believes strongly in its rich history and bright future, now equipping students from pre-K through 12th grade. Learn how you can help continue its legacy of Christ-centered education at phoenixchristian.org forward slash support. You're listening to The Beacon, presented by Phoenix Christian.
1: Hey, well, again, I want to welcome welcome you back to this special episode of The Beacon, and we're thrilled to have a couple of seniors from Phoenix Christian High School. We have both Alice, uh, who has traveled from China to study at PC, and Kadir, who's here from Ethiopia, and, uh, you know, they're, they're wrapping up their senior year in a way that's a little different than anybody expected. We also have uh, Mr. Kelby Milgram, uh, who leads the science department of Phoenix Christian and Jeff Blake in studio with us as well. And guys, we've been talking about how, you know, at times when things go in a way that we wouldn't have anticipated or wouldn't have wished or wanted for ourselves or somebody else, that if we pay attention, there, there are many times something that God want, intends to do that he probably always meant to do along the way. And uh, if, we, if we look for those opportunities to join him, he might just invite us to be a part of something that we couldn't be a part of apart from his supernatural invitation and divine appointment. And so, you know, Kelby, uh, it was on your heart that these frontline workers didn't have the necessary tools that they needed to be safe while they're, they're working in the midst of uh, this global pandemic. And, uh, and that led to uh, a potential project uh, for students and, and materials for which you outlined in the last segment are, are not a small commitment. And uh, just talk a little bit uh, more with us about how that whole thing is unfolding, the time, timing of it, uh, the safety of it, how the students are involved, and maybe even how our audience and, and the rest of us can, can join as well and support.
3: Yeah, there's a couple of ways. Let me just talk about how you can support it uh, through the link that you're going to be providing through the, uh, the radio uh, 960 The Patriot. Uh, our school website has a link to our GoFundMe page, uh, which is the COVID uh, project through Mesa that they can donate. You could write a check to PC Phoenix Christian and just put in the memo, uh, you know, the COVID project, and we'll make sure that that money goes directly toward this to support it. Uh, if you just want to bring in insulation, if you have half-inch uh, pipe wrap insulation, and you want to deliver that at the school, um, spend or we will be excited to grab that, I'm sure, um, and we'll take <laughs> it and use it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's truly the engineering process is keep it simple, stupid. It's the acronym KISS. And so we're trying to keep it as simple as possible, yet be efficient, and uh, so we've built uh, things out of repurposed materials. And this is really what Mesa asked these students to do all the time. And so we've taken pipe wrap insulation to make it for the headband. We've using fasteners to connect the shield, which is an overhead transparency or a binding cover, um, and the elastic material to, to hold this in place. And we are, we're getting the cost down to about maybe 40, 50 cents a piece to build these. So it's very, very efficient. And, uh, so now students are about to endeavor on doing something that, uh, is going to change the lives of like Nate, my former student, who's a doctor at Mayo clinic. Uh, and by the way, he just had a, a, a baby just born on April fool's day of all days. Uh, and so he is <laughs> well, congratulations so, to yeah, Nate and his yeah, wife absolutely. and their family. That's great. And, and, and the well, thing how is, is, how is little baby
1: Kelby doing? <laughs> oh, no, 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 maybe not. Okay, checking. I will just check it.
3: I don't think they're going to name him that, but, uh, no, what's really, what's really cool is, you know, he, he's a Christian too, by the way. And, and his story is just as beautiful as anything. His, his parents abandoned him when he was very young. They just dropped him off on the side of the road and left him. Mm. And he, he was taken in by another family. He was in foster care and, uh, he he was in my classroom saying i want to be a doctor in 7th and 8th grade i still remember it and he he did it and he didn't use his circumstances to hold him back and he was reading psalm 91:1 and and sharing that with me just the other day because this stuff is scary you know this is a virus these these doctors have never seen before and and they're on the front line and and they're trying to keep safe and protecting themselves and he's he's already concerned about protecting his wife and his his newborn baby and uh, how better, how, what a great way to end the year of disappointment to actually have students design these to help protect these frontline workers like this, these doctors and these, these nurses and healthcare care workers. Um, this is real. This is human need engineering on steroids. This is it. This is to the pinnacle of what we're all about. And so like students like Allison and Kandir, and there's going to be 53 Mesa students building these, but also... Uh, you guys might know Coach Leary, who's the head of the track program at our school. He messaged me. He, he called me and said, hey, I, I donated toward the GoFundMe, but is there something else that we could do? So he's going to have all his track members that they're not running track right now, and, and they're disappointed just as well. And his track team is going to build these. We're going to give him the material so that they can build. So it's, it's, it's all of us. As the Bible, you know, the Bible says that we're all part of the body of Christ and and we're all functioning in this. So maybe you can't physically build these, but you can give money so they can be built. Um, or maybe you want to step up and just donate material and drop it off at the school. Then, then that's 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 your role. It's uh, yeah, I want to help hand out these these building materials or or I want to take and trim the corners of these uh, overhead transparencies. So they're smooth. I've got. I've got five boxes full of those that can be trimmed with those uh, scrapbook trims that we're going to need to do. That's five thousand of those that we have to do. Um, whatever your role is, but see, that's what's beautiful—how God uses us all to make this happen. And it's not just me; it's not just a few; it's all of us making it happen.
1: Well, and and I, I love what you said about you know, it's human need engineering because you know your friend Nate, the doctor, and others. It doesn't matter. How well they did in school it doesn't matter how much they've learned or how much experience that they have if they're neutralized because they catch the virus they're trying to turn others right
3: absolutely i mean it's I, i can't imagine going every single day into this battle zone uh and and you're seeing this invisible enemy taking lives all around you or making people very sick and they're going in it without any hesitation. They're going in it, you know, just like uh, in World War II when they, the, the commander said, hey, storm the beach. They, they did it, and there was no hesitation. And, and we need to be praying for our healthcare workers. We need to be lifting them up, and, and, and that's part of it. But uh, I was thinking last Sunday was Palm Sunday, and how better than we could also use our own palms, our own hands, and build and worship God through it by building these face shields, and, and and this is just an act of worship toward God to protect our healthcare workers, our our, our uh, doctors and and nurses that are doing this absolutely every day, and it's got to be exhausting. It's got to be uh, just unbelievably uh, stressful to them. And and how bet you know we can't really do anything, but this is just a small way that we can show our appreciation to them. And they're excited, and they're they're overwhelmed that we would even consider doing this for them.
1: Well, I think it's really cool, and you know, one of the questions that I can't help but wonder, you know, just as a as a layperson who's on not on either side of that coin, just is how do you keep the materials sterile? How do you how do you how do you how do you produce this and know that it's going to be effective? Uh, you know, what what sort of of uh, precautions or or testing would be in place on a on a you know project like this?
3: So I asked uh, the Mayo Clinic and, and this is what they told us to do. We're, we're, we're to bag them up in clean garbage bags and that will keep it uh, where they can just have it delivered to the hospital. Um, I've bought thousands of gloves. So mm-hmm. these gloves will be used uh, by the students and then Alice and Kandir can even speak into it and we're even to this point still testing because we haven't tested these with uh, the masks on and other protective equipment. And so Alice has offered to do that a little bit for yeah. us and Kadir, uh-huh. because they were concerned about that. It's not just, okay, we built this mask, or the shield, but how's it going to act with other things? And so they might, can even speak into that a little bit right now. How about it, Alice?
4: Yeah, so I have already pre-ordered some N95 masks and even some like just normal medical masks like the doctors usually wear. And by the way, like some of the masks, my family mailed them all the way from China. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll be doing some testing, just to see like whether like uh, wearing the mask and also wearing our like face shield, whether the doctors are going to sweat a lot or is it going to affect like their breathing and yeah, like that.
1: Well, that's important. So, Kelby, what do you think uh, with regard to uh, your army of of, uh, students and volunteers, what do you think the timeline will be to complete the first thousand and then ultimately all 10,000 that have been requested?
3: So we're going to hand these out April 14th at the school. Parents and students are going to pull up in their car. They don't even have to get out. Uh, All the bags will already have all their building materials. They roll down the window, we hand it to them and they're off and there'll be enough materials to build uh, 5,000 masks or 50 masks per student. Uh, and then by April 20th, we want those brought back to the school and then we'll hand them another bag, another 5,000 and hopefully by April 27th, uh, that's basically, it doesn't sound like a whole lot when you consider it's five masks a day. And these take probably about five minutes to assemble. So it's it's not a lot of work once they get the materials in their hands um but those are just some of the things and then i had a parent i want to thank the reiners uh he he has a trailer that he's going to load these up for us and we're going to haul these to the mayo clinic and uh, that's going to be quite a sight to pull up with uh all of these <laughs> these garbage bags full of these uh, face shields Um, But uh, I also had the students write uh, thank you uh, notes to the the health workers and uh, we're gonna give it to them as well because that's just as important as just to keep encouraging them, uh, to keep them safe and and, uh, motivated.
1: What a great touch. I think that personal messaging is gonna be amazing. And uh, again, uh, today, I just really wanna thank you, uh, Mr. Milgram, Alice, Kadir for, for being on the program. As uh, as Kelby mentioned, we'll have uh, a link to the GoFundMe opportunity. I know that there are needs that are still unmet uh, that can be met through the participation of many, uh, as, as we've talked about, uh, the body of Christ functioning as one in many different ways, many different parts, bringing many different uh, benefits to something like this, an initiative. And, and Jeff, I just wanna give you the, the remainder of our time uh, to speak to you know what it's like to lead an organization filled with this kind of spirit and ingenuity
2: It has been a blessing and an honor here honor just to sit and to listen this morning, and I'm so proud um, I'm proud of every single uh, Department on our campus of teachers who stepped up and creatively found a way uh, To make it work. I'm, I'm proud of our students. It's a joy. We um, I think every time I get to see a student either on FaceTime or on Zoom, my eyes well up with tears. We miss seeing them on campus. They're the joy. Kelby used a word earlier, which is which is crucial crucial and part of our culture here at school. Our students are our heroes, and we get the joy and the honor of being their guide. And the whole theme of the show is when God takes an unexpected thing and does something unexplainable, and here we are in a, in a moment that none of us would have predicted, none of us would have expected. And um, uh, students have been given an opportunity to have a purpose, um, to have an impact in, in our in our culture, in our society, and they get to learn while they're doing it. This is engineering at work. You know, th- this whole show I've been I've been sitting and reflecting on a little story from the Old Testament uh, in scriptures where some brothers did something really mean to another brother, and the the, the end of that story is God uses a really tragic, difficult, mm-hmm. unforeseen, bad thing and this brother stares at his other brothers and says god's used this and the rest of that story is god was using it all the while to do something bigger than any of us could have expected and so here we are in a moment of our school unprecedented but we but we know god is here god is near god is at work and one of the that we named the show the beacon to draw attention to that and to celebrate it And a word that we often use here in the culture of our school is living out our worship. And this is an excellent example
1: of that. Thank thank you, Jeff. Thank you again to our guests. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I hope you're encouraged. Uh, May God find you available to to use you in ways that would glorify him. Have a great day. We look forward to catching you on the next episode of The Beacon. Thanks to 960 The Patriot for airing our show, to Jeremy in the studio for making it possible, and to, to you again, for listening today.